Welcome to The Blend. The Literary The commonalities among the generation of adults who had parents that experienced the Vietnam War were interesting. I've always been curious about the possibility of research that could aim to address the questions about these experiences, stories of their lives as adults, and how they were reflected in their present day realities. While there were and are many wars and battles fought by many brave women and men, this particular war, based on present day observances, detrimental science and ambiguity actually had a peculiar impact on future generations. There were many stories that my father shared that became more insightful with each Vietnam War interpretation depicted in things like the movies in the 80s and 90s. In a mental health conscious and evolving world, the war to me now has become a critical corner piece to a bigger puzzle that could framework the picture of a most precarious root cause. Through his sporadic stories about the Vietnam War, my father let me see into a world that set apart survivors. And I was always proud to have known that he was one. The separation of a people's mindset and thought processes from his perspective was actually a culmination of uncomfortable realities. The soberness that fighting an unpopular war brought served to be the ripping away at scabs not yet fully formed nor healed. Like the Jim Crow era, many of those same soldiers had to fight through as well. This duality forced many to never talk about it or let their emotions talk about it far louder than anyone could tolerate, paving the way in future years for what is now widely discussed as post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's possible that the future generations to follow with scattered understanding of preceding events could grow up understanding survival much better. For this reason, my father could identify with what it meant to beat the odds. And for that, I am grateful. That was a deep influence. So today we chop it up on the topic of influence and speak to those things that have influenced our lives. The moves we make, the growth we discover in those processes, and how those influences drive things like our resiliency and the ability to push or pull. So, you know, Mr. Griffin, out of the gate, what are some of the types of, uh, of influences that you feel are the bigger influences that people have throughout their lives or may experience? I'll probably say elders, family. Mentors, close friends. I think those are some of the best. Okay. And what what are uh, things of influence in your life that help position yourself for success? Uh, definitely my father. 
a huge influence. My uncles, um, like I said, close friends, mentors, uh, professional mentors, people that might not necessarily do what you do, but yet and still they're way ahead of you. So good resources. Okay. Were there any, um, you know, I guess along the way where there were times when you knew they were positive influences or, or negative, not necessarily any of those that you've named, but maybe people that you've come across uh, in passing a lot of times people uh, now in their in their youth or maybe young adulthood uh, have a hard time really discerning uh, who is the right or the best influence? What are some things that you picked up on knowing that those were some of the key influences um, and, and offer up as as nuggets to to those who may also be struggling with that piece of, of actually discerning what a good influence or who a good influence is? Um, and it could be a what, I guess, you know, depending on a situation. But any nuggets on that? Well, a good influencer is somebody who isn't going to tear you down but at the same time has no problem being honest with you um that requires you to be honest with yourself i think that as we all grow uh, especially the more successful you come you start to find out people are human you know everybody makes mistakes people are going to i mean some of my best mentors i've i've seen their flaws it's just part of being human so not necessarily focusing on that, but also taking that with the good and uh, understanding that as a man, you're a man. And what if, what if you're a female, you know, <laughs> and, and trying to experience a certain, uh, a certain level of influence that you know you need to get to the next level? I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with male or female but just as being a human being a part of this thing called humanity and coming across different lives so from the angle of that standpoint you know think about our daughters what types of influences um might that might they have a challenge with discerning whether or not it's the right influence of course they know what we teach them what they get from their grandparents and aunts uncles but um, that's that's what I'm speaking to. I couldn't tell you. I mean, that's uh, a <laughs> when I say, uh, you know, a man is a man. I'm not speaking from the term of male and female. I'm speaking just in general terms of oh, okay. man. But um, I mean, it's, it's no different. Like I said, you're going to you're naturally going to clean to people and people are going to clean to you. I mean, a lot of times your mentors choose you. Mm. Sometimes you choose your mentors, but it goes both ways. Uh, a good mentor is going to choose you because they see something in you that makes them want to basically stick around and teach you different things about life. And again, it's not somebody that takes advantage of you. It's not somebody who tells you what you want to hear. It's somebody who is going to teach you things along the way. Uh, somebody who's going who's to let you see their flaws and somebody who is going to um, not always make the right decision, but also come back and let you know why they didn't make the right decision and still make it a teaching moment. Okay. So what do you feel, um, you know, were some things of observa observation, excuse me, for you that you saw growing up, uh, especially here in the South? Uh, for me, it's a little different because I had a little bit of a culture shock when I moved to Texas. Um, and that was when I was an adult. But being here in one environment, 
what were some things that you saw of observation? And it could have been at your first job. It could have been anywhere that you feel really shaped how you view things um, today in, in what you do. For the most part, with a lot of people, I mean, you have people that lean, you know, too far extreme one way or another. But for most people, most decent people, you are who you are. And people treat you as such. Um, growing up here, I mean, I, we could talk about the South and the racism, or we could talk about the South and the manners of different things about the South. But at the end of the day, for most people, you are who you are. Uh, it's funny being here, you know, nobody is from here anymore. Mm. You know, everybody's from other. So, I mean, this is truly a melting pot now. Um, it is different from when I grew up. Uh, things were pretty black and white. Uh, no pun intended, but, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, you know, people are who they are. And I just noticed that, you know, people are going to treat you how they treat you and you act accordingly. What are some like real live examples of something maybe that influenced you? Not necessarily has to be tied to family, but maybe something you observed or seen in the workplace, for example. You know, there's a lot of people that are having challenges, you know, as an employee and really understanding how to navigate through the right types of influences. Some people are jaded by titles, for example. Some people are jaded by inflated titles at that. I know, uh, I recall the experience you had with one organization in particular <laughs> where that was the case. And those people may just not have ever had the right influence to sit down and tell them, hey, listen, you know, this is just one company. If you go anywhere else and, and try that, you get your lunch ate. Those kinds of influences. Well, you know, from that type of influence, you're looking at a, a maybe a culture mm. of the company. Um, and it's just interesting because nowadays the culture of companies are changing big time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been, I worked at a, you know, one place that I loved. If I still live close to it, I would probably still be working there. Um, it's just a good culture. It was real. You came in, you get the job done, you go home. You know, I've worked at other places where you play dress up or the boss is coming today. So everybody's wearing suits and all this other stuff and, you know, parading around. And it's like it's, it's fake and it's bogus. But <laughs> some of my best mentors work-wise have came out of cultures that are positive and cultures that are real. Mm -hmm. um, a school that I went to had a certain culture, you know, that I kind of learned because I got to peek behind the curtain. But regardless of what's going on in your personal world, when you show up at showtime, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean to fully mask your feelings and not be human because they're going to be there for you for that as well. But at the same time, it's not your problem. My problems aren't your problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, you know, if you had to look at it from a standpoint of if if you had to i guess tell your younger self your young business or adult self um you know certain things certain nuggets you learned learned along the way if you had three things let's say for example to tell your teenage self your adults your young adult self and then now where you are as adult uh about the present world that we live in and and things that have helped shape your ability to really navigate through it all, what would that be? Recognize what you know and be great at it. Mm -hmm. Recognize what you don't know and 
understand that you either need help or you need somebody else to take care of that and be open to learn be and, open to change and be open to grow and this is to your teenage self or your young adult self or all your, of me. yourself now all of you okay what are some nuggets i'll put it this way that you wish you would have had just out in the world are there some things that you feel like okay if i had been exposed to this that or the other i probably would have thought differently about things that i see going on now in the world whether that's you know world events how companies are, are being ran and things like that would what would that look like um after living in this day and age i would say the best thing i could tell my younger self is to do what works for you mm. you know uh somebody else's dream might not necessarily be your dream and your dream might not necessarily be somebody else's so definitely do what works for you um you know some people want to be a you know auto mechanic that goes on to nascar go for it you know go for it you know that doesn't require certain educational standards mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you're not smart that doesn't mean that you're not getting education but that career path requires something different mm -hmm. so i would say don't waste your time you know trying to appease other people or waste your time trying to uh you know follow the path of many others you know this day and age there's so many different ways to do things mm -hmm. as my mom says and i don't know why they do this but more than one way to skin a cat uh, <laughs> what does that mean it's just more than one way to skin a cat but what but who skins cats that's the part i don't know <laughs> welcome to the south but um seriously there's just so many different ways to do things nowadays that you don't have to be stuck going through one traditional way to get the job done right right that's facts. So let's, you talk about sayings. You know, one of the things I think we can both relate to is the saying, you know, keep on living. Some of the our elders will say, baby, just keep on living. You don't know now, just keep on living. Uh, what were some things that really struck you when you would hear that? Or I guess as you even hear it now as an adult, where you're just like some days, man, I, I get what they're saying. I get what they mean. What what are some of those adult experiences that that have influenced you in general terms? In general terms, I mean both good and bad. Okay. You know, um, you know the bad is you have a bad day. You know, tomorrow's probably going to be better. And tomorrow's not better. At some point, it's going to get better. I mean, that's just life. Mm -hmm. Um. So from that to that point, keep living. Mm -hmm. Um. Good days where everything's going great and you think you're on top of the world. Unfortunately, not going to be on top of the world forever. You can be close to the top, but you're not going to stay on top forever. And, you know, being a little cocky or a little arrogant, keep living. Mm -hmm. You'll get grounded real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, D'Angelo says good days, bad days, and halfway days, but it's still a better day in the morning. I live by that. Nice, nice. And so with um, when we talk about, you know, our children, for example, and I know a lot of our listeners have children our age or are getting ready to embark upon that journey. Many blessings to you if you're in that diaper phase. Uh, prayers up. But no matter what phase you're in, as a parent, you think about, you know, what's going to be their biggest influence. You know what, what we can do within our you know, the comforts of our home, or we know how they're going to be influenced by our parents, even though they let them get a little, get away with a little bit more. 
I have learned than what what we did. That's just the joy of being a grandparent, I guess. But they too have been influenced by how they raised us, which makes them look at things a little bit differently uh, with their grandchildren. And, and I appreciate that. But when you think about our girls and their peers um, and even the younger generation, looking at how they would define influence and ultimately we you know we need to ask them i may bring them on for a future podcast about this same topic but what have you observed them to um to i guess identify with in terms of influence what what do you see influencing them today i mean the same things that influenced us the only difference is and even our parents and even our grandparents the only difference with that, I would say, is just the development of te- technology. Mm-hmm. Taking a big world and making it a lot smaller. Yeah, we talked about that in the previous podcast. It's but, a big chunk. Yeah, so things like, I mean, think about the music that we had and the clothes that, you know, we saw on your MTV Raps or Man. MTV, BET, Rap City, whatever. Shout out to Fat Five Freddy. Just had to throw that in there. But these are the things that... um you know, we started dressing like, yeah. you know, and so today's no different. Not only that, as the trends change, you know, the old things just disappear, if you notice. Mm. It was last time you seen cross colors. Hey, I could have swore I saw somebody in them and a pair of Jabos not too long ago. The Jabos are still around. <laughs> cross colors probably went on purpose. I got you. I'm being funny, know, but it's coming back. It's coming back. Oh, no, that was really bright. <laughs> but, um... And for instance, and I'm a big dude, you know, I'm, I'm not a little guy, but now everything is slim fit. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, y'all got a little challenge. Just a little bit, that's right. Department. Still pull it off, make it look good. But that influence is still, mm-hmm. you know, th- these are trends that change whether, and you have no choice but to change with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, music, uh, cultural, and, you know, like I said, just the, the digital age, the technology is pushing all trends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, our kids want to do something and, you know, this now, oh, well, I'll just Uber. I'll just Lyft, <laughs> you know, or, you know, hey, can we get this? Oh, they don't deliver. Oh, yeah, they do. They got Uber Eats. So you have all these new trends that are pushing so many different things and how they view the world. You know, we live in an instant society now where, you know, you get what you want when you want it. Uh, I mean, everything from TV to movies, you used to have a, a taper winder. For VCR tapes. That was everything when you didn't want to wait to rewatch a movie you'd already seen about eight times. Yeah, and now it's now it's, <laughs> I mean it's digital. Yeah. So I mean for them things are gonna be a lot different, things are gonna be a lot instant, but it's crazy because as much as people say we're regressing as a society just because of the amount of technology, I actually think we're progressing as a society because of the amount of technology. Um, you know, some people say, oh, well, such such can't change the tire. You know, we're at a point where you want to change tires. Mm. You know, so it's cool that you can do that. And it's cool that, you know, you can drop an engine or whatever. But as technology moves on, these things and some of these skills that people kind of look and frown on the younger generation about, they're not going to have to do anyway. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, of course, closing this out, never like to keep uh, the listeners up too long, but just like to offer some nuggets uh, always that can help them sort out their today and hopefully add some insight to help them with their tomorrow. But we anchored this topic from last week's podcast about positioning in the literary segment. You know, I read about my grandfather, this literary segment, I read about my father. 
and the influence that actually he experienced in in war. But as I get older or have gotten older, I realize how much that influence that he had that I didn't even have to experience, not not one iota of, but heard about through stories. And as I got older, you know, History Channel and all these movies that talked about, you know, the Vietnam War, for example, really influenced and helped me understand his perspective of where he was coming coming from, the things that he may have battled with, you know, um, in, in a world where he was accepted on the battlefield, but had to come back and, and not be so accepted, you know, from, from the standpoint of, you know, the obvious coming from the South uh, and, and really into the Midwest, there were some, some situations, but those are the kinds of things I think that people want to make sure the newer generations don't lose sight of. They don't lose sight of really appreciating what those before them have had to go through. And I don't think they have a lack of appreciation, but rather sometimes it's a lack of exposure, which is why you see so many opportunities in social media now on Instagram. You have all these wonderful pages, you know, um, like because of us, uh, we can and you know all these different ways for them to connect with our past influences like that don't come around often um, but it also requires them to be open-minded and listen to receive the lessons that have come for something that maybe they did not necessarily have to physically go through themselves can you think of anything that is you know worth them grasping onto with that in mind when we talk about those things those types of events today or yesterday you know the obvious clearly is what they see going on in the media with the shootings and things like that and it's a travesty uh but those kinds of things wear on them it and that's a different kind of influence for a lot of them they're like okay this is influencing me in a way where i will always speak up speak out and actually have action. What are some other things do you feel are going to influence them in that same way that those before us influenced us and positioned us and not only personally, culturally, but from a standpoint of building, you know, building to have our own, building to have a legacy. What what do you think? I find that a lot of these younger kids actually care about their health. Yep. I mean, that's something that you don't really see. It's kind of, well, I can say don't really see, but during our generation, it wasn't a focus. You know, you want to look good and have <laughs> muscles or, you know, you didn't want to be, you know, quote unquote fat. But beyond that, you know, to watch these kids worry about what they eat, uh, what they're putting in their bodies, GMO versus non-GMO. I think that is going to push a whole different lifestyle in about 20 to 25 years. Mm. Um, Not less than that? Well, it has a manifest because now you're mm -hmm. talking about uh, legalization of, of marijuana. You're talking right. about um, getting rid of things that, I mean, they're at war. You know, some <laughs> of the restaurant establishments that were around when and, and thriving when we were kids, I mean, they're barely hanging on. Yeah. You know, yeah. barely hanging on. I'm not going to say any names, but barely hanging on. So... I see that as something that they have picked up on and they really care to make a change. You know, the way they view, you know, just the older generation, how we've taken care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then lastly, again, 
this is another closing. I know I said I was getting ready to close it, but you made me think of something from a business standpoint. We also are dealing with more entrepreneurial minded people. And it's it's not just I I've learned and observed it's not just subject to one type of generation. People are becoming more independent, uh, independently um, influenced by the thought that, okay, I can think outside the box. I can create something a little bit different uh, to make things better for the whole or whatever it is. They they're thinking differently because of the environment that we're in. What are your thoughts to close this out on the business aspect of influence and what we can take away as some nuggets with you as a business owner, as someone that's been an employee as well at some point in your life and kind of going through the different stages of influence as you've grown, what are your thoughts or nuggets on someone who is looking to take that next leap, take that next step and use all of the influences, all of the culmination of influences over their lives. And it doesn't matter if they are 20, 21, 19, 18 or 40, 42. What do you feel are some ways that they can harness all of the influences that they've had to really help push and motivate them to actually get out there and make that thing happen, make it come to fruition. I mean, it's, you know, like I said earlier, you know, just keep living. Um, Mm -hmm. The more you get older, the more jobs you're going to have, the more experiences you're going to have. You're going to work for some great people. You're going to work for some horrible people. Uh, There are going to be certain things that you're going to implement in your life, uh, especially as a business owner and even in your company that you've dealt with in a good way and things that you've dealt with in a horrible way that you don't ever want to see people go through. But I think the value of people and the value of service uh, is going to be the big difference. The big box companies, they're in trouble. (laughs) You know, I mean, now you got online boutiques. You have, you know, the little corner store boutiques. You have it's, it's all these different things where people choose to go and spend their money now. And I think that trying to manage something that is so big and think that one size fits all. Uh, it's going to be over for soon. Mm. You know, it's going to have to be a situation to where you're truly catering to your clients. And if you take something big and break it down into small pieces, you can still cater to all types of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, Radio Shack is a company that was huge, uh, very huge, Tandy, and Best Buy came in and just hurt them. And they sold the same things. You now, yeah. maybe, maybe minus CDs, but other than that, they sold the exact same things. But what Best Buy did was they took the place, they learned how to do a different layout. They learned how to make the place brighter, more friendly. Um, they spoke English. When I say English, I mean, if you're going to buy a TV, you know, reading the spec sheet isn't going to help me. You know, show me the picture, show me the TV. You know, so they actually broke things down into a common language that people could understand that made them actually want to buy it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it turned that store into a dinosaur. And not only that, when you talk about breaking things down, the companies that are embracing diversity. Yeah. You talk about breaking it down. Okay, well, don't just break it down for people that speak English. Break it down for every language. I've noticed that the companies that are thriving and surviving and have been properly influenced by what we see going on and and turned it around so they can be inclusive, 
those are the folks um, in organizations that are surviving. So I, I, I get what you're what you're what you're saying on the you know making making sure that people understand the language of maybe an electronic product or anything, but the, you're, selling. Or anything you're selling. But the the larger picture of that is that they have made sure they've added diversity as a part of that strategy too. And natural diversity. And natural yes, Force no manufactured stuff. Very obvious. Very obvious. The fakeness. When we talk about people being their authentic selves, organizations have to be their authentic selves or they will have some challenges, Um, some major challenges. So uh, it goes, you know, goes both ways, individually, organizationally. But hey, this is a blend. We blend it all. See. Definitely. I appreciate you. No problem. As always. Thank you you listeners for tuning in this evening i always say it but uh, our goal is to make sure that we can have a space and a platform where like minds doesn't matter what age what race uh, what gender Uh, if you are living life and you are doing this thing called life every day it is our hope that we are able to bring uh, you insight and content that uh, that you can learn from and like i said maybe help you sort out the day and or think about your tomorrow a little bit differently. So with that, we will see you next week.